Welcome to the Align Nutrition Podcast, a place where eating doesn't get in the way of living. We use science and psychology to move past the challenges you face while healing your relationship to food. I'm your host, Erica Drury, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. For the past 10 years, I've been helping people like you find a happy medium of flow and balance with eating. If solving these issues were easy, you would have figured it out already. Expect to learn a new way. Each week, you'll hear trainings, listen in on mini coaching sessions from people on your same path, and learn from other guest professionals. I'm so glad you've joined me. Hey there, welcome back to the Line Nutrition Podcast. This is Erica and another solo episode. I have been promising some guest interview podcasts for some time, but I have two lined up for the next couple months. So one of them is with a former client of mine sharing about some strategies that really helped her in her recovery and where she's at now. And then I also am speaking to a eating disorder recovery coach who has a lot of really awesome tools and strategies for motivation and sustained motivation throughout our recovery and food healing, which is very important and something that most people struggle with. So very excited about those interviews that I have coming up and all the wonderful things that I will be able to share with you. For today, I am doing an Ask Me Anything style episode. I've gotten a few DMs on Instagram regarding the following topics. So let's talk through them. Uh, We're going to be talking through three today. If you ever have other suggestions or topic ideas, don't hesitate to message me. I love doing these type of episodes because they're relevant to the questions that you want to ask. And if someone else is asking them, then chances are you might be interested in it as well or vice versa. So hopefully it's useful and is asking questions that maybe you have or have had throughout your food healing journey. So today we're going to be going through how to deal with feeling hungry all the time, discovering some of the common reasons that you might be bloated or experiencing bloat, and lastly, eating at night. And the person that asked this question was wanting to know how to stop um, eating at night or maybe what might have been going on there. So I will talk through that as well. So the first question is, why am I bloated all the time? And I noticed when I was writing up this episode that I have a pretty reoccurring disclaimer is just to say that I am a dietitian. So remember the lens through which I'm going to be speaking to you. So obviously with bloating, that could be spanning, you know, dietitian where we're looking at the realm of food and nutrient metabolism only, but there's also, you know, medications, stressors, certain medical conditions you know, sleep and other things like that that might be leading to bloating. So just want to remind, I think in our society, we really focus on just food. And I obviously a dietitian, I think food is super important. And I love knowing what I know about it. And it can be really helpful and powerful. But it is certainly not an end all be all uh, in the ways that it's presented. So it's not always about what you're eating or not eating. So some common reasons for bloating. So it could be looking at, you know, a million different things. 
So one of the, I'm going to highlight some of the ones that I see over and over in my work with clients. So hopefully if you're listening to this, you're interested and struggling with some of the same issues that a lot of my clients have. So I'm probably going to be hitting things that are important, but just again, please remember that it might be something outside of what I'm talking about in addition to what I'm talking about. And I can't know exactly. I am a dietitian. I'm just not your dietitian. And I can't, you know, say this without assessing someone individually or maybe looking at some testing, having some testing done. But you can definitely, again, consider some of these things. So first and foremost, some common reasons for bloating might be constipation. So that is one um, that I see most often in my practice and work with clients. It's technically defined as going to the bathroom less than three times a week, bathroom number two. But you might consider how often do you go? It's really variable. You know, I've had clients that say, oh, I've, you know, pooped a couple times a week my entire life. I I guess I should have warned you that I would be talking about poop um, if we're talking about bloating. Um, (laughs) It's all in the same track. But um, it's something I'm used to talking about. So hopefully you're okay with that. But you might even consider, you know, how satisfied do you feel when you go number two? Uh, Did you feel like you got everything out or was there more to come? Did you used to go once a week as a child and you're still going once a week? Or, you know, did you used to go twice a day and now you're going every three days? Do you go zero times per day and then four to six times on another day? You know, those are obviously things I'll, I'll talk through some of the variations there. but really bloating, you know, if food is just sitting there and things are not moving through you quickly, that may be some bloating. And oftentimes when, and this kind of flows into the next thing, when I'm working with people, most people that I work with are not eating enough or they're eating chaotically. If you're listening to this and thinking, oh, for sure, I'm eating enough, you might be surprised. So most people that I work with are surprised to learn that they're not eating enough. But that can also lead to slowed motility, slowed movement in your gastrointestinal tract. Food can just be sitting there or things not digesting well. So obviously, when you're not eating enough, there's number one, not enough food to go through your body. Or you know, if you think about it, at least 10% of the energy we burn a day goes to physical digestion of our food. So if you're not eating enough, then obviously your brain has, you know, a stake in the energy that you're giving your body, your heart, your lungs, all of your bodily functions. So oftentimes digestion can be one of those uh, areas that can be hit uh, when you're overall not getting enough energy, you're not eating enough. So that can be really related there. Or if you are working with somebody or you're working with me or you've discovered in whatever way that you're not eating enough and you're working on eating more, it can take some time for that constipation and that motility to speed up in your body. So you may feel that the food is just sitting there, but we really need to you know, replenish your body and work through that. So that can obviously lead to bloating um, and having that slowed motility and constipation leading to that. Uh, another area, and again, this is just a lot of the types of clients that I work with, we can take a look at anxiety and body image and weight gain. In, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and gut health has been something that has been more mainstream in recent years, which is really cool, but also problematic for some situations. I've noticed I have a lot of clients who maybe they historically would have said, I feel fat or uh, now I hear them saying I feel bloated. And I'm not saying that that's, you know, for sure what's happening, but just really think about that word bloated. 
And if it's coming on a day where you're struggling with body image or maybe your body has changed, or if you are feeling anxious about a particular meal or food or uncomfortable in your body, you can, you know, really put your body in that kind of fight or flight response where blood is being shunted away from your intestines, you know, digest this way they say like rest and digest. And then, you know, you have that fight or flight. So that is not going to be facilitating adequate digestion or quick digestion, or maybe for some people when they're anxious, they might have um, quicker digestion in the form of um, diarrhea or loose bowels. But, you know, in general, that can be slowed. And so thinking about it or if your body image, like I said, you're first struggling with that can come through is I'm, I must be bloated. I feel bloated. And perhaps you're experiencing both. This isn't accusatory at all, but just wanted to note that as that can be often um, times in a question that that I might talk through with a client if they're feeling really bloated with if they're bloated for a nutrition or a medical reason, then we absolutely, you know, we want to address that. But we, we want to be also our vagus nerve runs from our brain all the way through our intestines. I don't know if you've ever heard anyone talk about the gut brain access, but that's what we're talking about. I'm not saying like, oh, it's in your head. This is no big deal. You're just feeling anxious. There are physical implications and hopefully I made that clear. So that could be another reason that you might be bloated. There's also um, our periods. If that's something that's relevant to you, there could be again, digestion, you know, when's the last time you went to the bathroom? you know, fluids, uh, you know, did you drink a lot of fluids? Are you kind of dehydrated? Um, you know, where are you in these cyclical things that, you know, body processes that we live in on a day-to-day basis? So if I'm working with somebody and maybe they traveled over the weekend and um, ate a lot of different foods and um, they had a really late flight, um, they didn't get very good sleep, uh, they weren't, you know, going to the bathroom normally, um, you know, wow, we, we have like four answers here of why that person might be feeling bloated. And that's very valid. Um, So it's helpful to understand the etiology of the cause of that bloating um, so that you can orient yourself and, and support yourself through that. Another reason that I see people feeling bloated is learning to eat to fullness. Um, a lot of times, like I said, a lot of people that I work with don't tend to be eating enough. And so when you're learning how to eat enough, if you got used to eating to the absence of hunger, but not to the point of feeling full and satiated and satisfied, it can often feel like too much. So um, for example, your intestines are 25 feet long and they are all <laughs> you know, compact in that area of your body. And so if you're feeling bloated, perhaps it's because you just ate a full meal and that area is going to pooch out. And that's very normal because we have fluid going there. We have movement happening in that area. We have food there. It's a very normal and natural process. We want that stimulation. We want that feeling. And oftentimes we're just morally taught that it's bad um, to, to feel full or if your stomach's pooching out, that means you ate too much. Or So you're just really learning how to recalibrate that process. And so maybe right now you might feel bloated um, down the line. It might feel like, oh, gosh, I'm eating till I'm full and satisfied for several hours or whatever that looks like. Another reason that you might be feeling bloated is if you eat chaotically. So that may be, um, you know, you didn't eat until 2 p.m. yesterday, and then you ate a late lunch, and you had dinner, and you were snacking throughout the night, and today you felt guilty about that, and so you didn't eat, you know, right away, or maybe you had, you know, brunch and lunch yesterday and an early dinner, and you went to bed, and now you're, you know, waking up. So it's, when I say chaotically, you know, I'm talking about like blood sugar regulation, the amount of food that you're giving your body, 
even, you know, thinking about like, if you're eating chaotically, like, why would we expect ourselves to go to the bathroom, not chaotically, you know, in frequency? So, you know, just thinking about how, again, kind of relating to constipation as being one of the biggest reasons that we might feel bloated or again, that blood sugar regulation um, can be really impacted um, and lead us to feeling bloated. Another thing you could think about is, are you drinking enough water, eating enough fiber? Um, It's not always, uh, you know, I, again, I was kind of going in order of importance and most common things that I see. So um, drinking enough water, fiber, that might be something I talk about with somebody much later after we've addressed constipation or whether they're eating enough or consider their level of anxiety and body image, period, digestion, fluids, eating to fullness before, um, you know, correcting chaotic eating patterns, eating a bit more regularly before we're even really talking about some of this stuff. But water can be very, very important. We have uh, the last part of digestion when we're forming the stool. In our large intestines, you know, we're absorbing and reabsorbing water in that area of our bodies. And so it requires there to be adequate fluid for that process to finish. You could also be taking a look at, you know, again, fiber is creating bulk in the stools as well as soluble fiber, helping move things along, um, mixing with water for us to have a nice, solid, satisfied <laughs> digestive process. The lesser common things, but certainly things that we could take a look at are um, whether you have inadequate stomach acid to digest your food, um, digestive enzymes, maybe reintroduction of restricted foods, previously restricted foods, um, even a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth could have something, you know, along those lines. So I can't really, again, without, you know, working with someone directly assess uh, their history, maybe get some testing done. Um, But I thought this would cover a lot of basic things for you to really think about. And I say basic, but they're really not so basic. Um, There's a lot of scientific, scientific importance behind them. And I think a lot of times they're just like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, that's, that's not gonna make a big difference. But it really, really does. And so I encourage you to really think about if you're bloated all the time, if any of the reasons that I talk through might apply to you. And I hope I hope that they they do and they give you some things to think about um, because I know it's really uncomfortable. And obviously, you know, I'm talking about eating regularly and chaotically and, you know, being okay with, you know, body image. I I know all these things can weave together, right? If you're feeling bloated, you might, that might impact your hunger. That might impact, um, you know, when you feel like eating. That might impact the motility in your gastrointestinal tract. And therefore, when you go to the bathroom and contribute to constipation, I know all these things are so related. And you really just kind of get taken into this cycle, this roller coaster. And so I hope you can be really gentle with yourself and hear some of these things, not as an annoying tip, tip, tip (laughs) to try, because I get it. They're all related. So hopefully that helps paint that picture for you and and figure out, you know, is there something that you're doing that you can change and, and work with? And if not, if you're able to, please um, seek out working with um, a dietitian, whether that's me or, or someone else. They can really help with, you know, certain foods that might be easier for you um, at different phases um, in addressing bloating. So very complex, but great question. Loved talking through that with you. The next one is how to deal with feeling hungry all the time. So again, just as a dietitian, I'm going to be looking at this from a food and nutrition standpoint only. um, Please, beyond food, um, consider any medications. Again, medical conditions with um, feeling hungry are not extremely common. Um, They would be, you know, uh, potentially conditions related to thyroid, pituitary hormone, um, you know, all those types of things. Um, Not, you know, likely something that that would have been um, diagnosed, but you never know. 
consider sleep as well, please, and stressors. Um, these are all impact, and we can talk about that later. Anyways, so how do you deal with feeling hungry all the time? So as a dietitian, uh, the first thing that we want to always think about, and you're going to like be kind of annoyed by this answer, but again, it's not basic. It's something we cannot skip over. So do you have a history of undereating and eating disorder, illness, maybe even malabsorption in your intestines? Um, have you been training for something athletically um, and maybe under eating, not on purpose, but maybe not quite covering your training? Um, that could be shown up in the form of potentially overuse injuries or other injuries that might do, be due to undertraining. Um, maybe loss of a period um, would be a more serious condition there. You know, if any of that has happened to you in the near future or, or, or sorry, in the recent past, <laughs> not near future, recent past, um, <laughs> that's definitely something you want to think through because if your body has not been getting what it needs to eat for a period of time, it's normal to feel hungry all the time. I think about it like this. So you have your energy needs that you're, by the way, still getting used to. Um, if you have a history of undereating, eating disorder, um, malabsorption, undereating while training, again, none of these things are your fault. All this stuff is perpetuated by our society. You didn't, you know, think that, you know, eating a grapefruit was breakfast if you hadn't been demonstrated that. Um, it's actually like a half of a snack, by the way. <laughs> but it's, you know, you didn't make this up. So you're dealing with this history and you're trying to understand, okay, what does that even look like to eat enough? And so you're trying to increase your understanding of that. And so as you're trying to make sense of that, you might be saying, oh, I'm hungry all the time um, because you're still going to use that. Plus, if you have a history of any of this, it's like your body is paying back debt and it's like credit card debt, right? So your body, you know, I, I think about it like this. Actually, this is a way that a client and I were talking about this recently. She struggles to eat enough on the weekends because she has a lot of social anxiety and it's a lot of foods and situations that are a bit challenging for her right now. And um, she's working on that. But that leads her to potentially um, under eating at times, and even though she, you know, is aware of that at this point. But that's happening a couple days a week. And so we're talking it through. And it's like, what if you didn't sleep for two nights a week? You know, it would take you five days, the rest of your work week, or your school week, or, you know, Monday through Friday to really kind of recover from that. So why would we expect anything different from our body if, you know, a couple of days a week even, you know, we're, we're not getting what it needs. And so then the rest of the week, you're feeling hungry all the time or feeling unsettled because you ate your quote unquote normal dinner and you were hungry um, still, or, you know, what does all that mean? So I really empathize. This is like almost 100% of my clients deal with this on some level that if you have dealt with any of this, you just need to know that feeling hungry all the time is normal. And the best thing that you can do is really listen to that and to, you know, put nutrients back in your body and allow your body to function while it's hungry for a reason. But, you know, I'll talk you through a couple of specific things that you can consider. So I want you to consider, you know, like I said, aside from recalibrating what it feels like to be quote unquote hungry all the time or what feels like too much to eat is how often do you eat and are you eating meals and snacks? So again, that's how you're experiencing time. That's how you're experiencing this. So like my example earlier, if you have been taught that a grapefruit is breakfast, or a scrambled egg is breakfast, then that can be confusing to you when you eat your quote unquote breakfast and feel hungry, you know, two hours later. 
or hungry all night long and, you know, you, you know, lunch, you know, dinner, whatever. So one of the things you can think about is, you know, really your understanding of a meal might be something more like a grapefruit and two scrambled eggs with cheese and, you know, a small piece of toast or something like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's really thinking through, okay, so if that's more like a meal, then you can expect to be full for a couple hours after that um, or a few hours after that. So if you're feeling hungry all the time, obviously I want you to consider, you know, are you eating meals? And if you're not, then perhaps that can lead you to feel like you're hungry all the time. Or if you're, you know, having more snack size meals, that's fine. Um, but just understanding that, you know, you're going to be hungry every couple hours if that's the case. So just getting an understanding on what that looks like. And the next thing you might consider if you're feeling hungry all the time, is there any thing in your diet that you might not be getting enough of. So if you are um, eating, like, are you eating protein? Are you eating carbohydrates? Are you eating fats? Are you eating uh, fibrous foods, whether that's fruits, vegetables, whole grains? Like, are you eating things that are going to sustain you? So if we go back to, you know, eating a scrambled egg for breakfast, really, that's just a little bit of protein. We do not have carbohydrate. I wouldn't say we have adequate protein. We do not have any fats. We do not have any fiber. So that's where we bring in like multiple scrambled eggs, cheese, a grapefruit, and a piece of toast. So now we're talking um, in terms of getting all of those things in or maybe, you know, avocado toast with your scrambled eggs on top of it or whatever. So really, really thinking through, are you getting all of those foods? Because our body relies on you to get all of those foods. Um, and I think a lot of times we feel like we can cheat the system too of like, oh, well, I haven't, you know, I haven't been eating that much, you know, for, for a great deal of my life or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, like, so maybe you've been kind of getting by, but like, let's see, let's see what happens. Um, so if you're feeling hungry all the time, part of like, part of healing your relationship to food is reestablishing trust with yourself. And again, remember, none of this is your fault. You did not wake up one day and make this up. But as you are, you know, dealt with the task of trying to figure out what your body needs and understand that, that, you know, it just because you have a history of like consuming that amount and you're eating more, that doesn't mean that you're eating too much now automatically. Instead, reframing it of, oh my gosh, how did I used to get by um, not eating all those things? Or I have a lot of clients where, you know, they may feel distressed and uncomfortable with what they're eating, but they will say, gosh, I, you know, I'm not hungry all the time and that's a relief. Or I felt like I could trust my body when I ate lunch at work and, you know, maybe they've been working on, you know, bringing all these food groups and their meal to lunch and, and that it carried them through until the afternoon and how nice that was. So it can be really, really helpful. You might also consider uh, kind of along these lines, setting regular meal times um, or taking breaks for eating and maybe even mapping out like meal ideas so you have something ready when it's time to eat. So again, sounds super basic, but like let's revisit a scene. Let's say um, you had lunch um, an hour and a half ago and now you're feeling distracted by the thoughts of food and you're thinking that you might be hungry. And, you know, maybe part of that is that you need to eat a bit more at your lunch. Oftentimes, um, you know, if we're hungry very soon after after eating, we were probably missing something where whether it's adding more protein, more carbs, fat, fiber, or all of the above. And so, you know, kind of playing, I encourage people to like play around with that. I was just talking to a client the other day and she, I was like, you know, how many, how many slices of turkey do you put on your sandwich? She's like, um, one or two. I'm like, hmm. Okay, well, why don't you why don't you see what happens if you put four to six on there? Um, and they're thin slice. Uh, and she did, and she just noticed that she felt so 
much better and that her meal was so much more satisfying to her. Um, I've had other situations where like, "Mm, why don't you bring something to have on the side of your sandwich? Or I know sandwich is such a basic example, but just to give you an idea. So let's say you, you know, you had lunch an hour and a half ago and you're standing at the the fridge and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm hungry all the time. Why am I hungry already? Blah, blah, blah. And you haven't thought about like what kind of snacks you might have around, or maybe you're not aware of them. That happens a lot from working with somebody who has ADHD. If they're, you know, not um, able to see the snacks visually, they might forget they're there or that it's time to eat or forget what is, you know, around. So just making it easy for yourself, right? Like you wouldn't like hide your clothes in the washer if you needed to get dressed and wear them. I mean, hopefully, (laughs) I mean, obviously that would happen, but you know what I'm saying? It's like you want to have things available to you and you ideally want it to be easy to select something to eat. So it needs to be available. I like to think of it as like every time you needed to get dressed in the morning, you like had to go to the store to buy an outfit. <laughs> you know, that would be awful. Uh, it would be fun, but it would also be like, you know, aren't you just so glad that you have clothes in your closet? I think about that the same way of like, okay, you have food in your fridge and your pantry so that it's available. So just kind of thinking that out. So you have something ready when it's time to eat. And that can lessen that experience of like, oh, I'm hungry all the time. This is such a chore. Like you're going to get hungry every few hours every day. And so we do have to think about that ahead of time. So it's not so reactive, which again, you might be used to eating less or not thinking about this stuff. So I know it's a chore. I know it feels overwhelming to be thinking about this, but it can really, really help us when we're feeling hungry all the time just be more prepared to deal with that. So you also, um, just kind of the last thing again, remember I'm a dietitian, we're not covering every single thing that exists in terms of hunger, but you might also think about like period and sleeping and stress if that's relevant. Um, so for example, if you're really stressed, your body is burning through energy at a more rapid pace, or if you did not sleep well, it's going to take your body more energy to function and be alive that day. If you're on your period, your body needs a significantly more energy. I feel like I should do an entire podcast on that. That's a really common thing that comes up between my clients is like just those period cravings and the frustration around that and just feeling terrible about it. But it's normal. Like your body was going to prepare for a pregnancy, even if it did not happen. It requires a lot of energy. So it's normal to be hungry all the time in those situations. So just keep that in mind. So you're not blaming yourself um, and feeling uneasy about hungry, being hungry all the time. All right. So last question, how to stop eating at night? So again, remember I'm a dietitian, could be some other things going on. I know there's certain medications or anxiety, uh, certain conditions that could potentially lead to this. So if you have been trying any of the tips that I'm going to describe and they are not working, please talk to your psychiatrist or a doctor just in case something like that is going on. So eating at night is not completely uncommon to the clients that I work with. It's actually related to a lot of the things we talked about in feeling hungry all the time. So let me walk you through something really quickly and see what you think about it. So if you are listening to this and you're sitting in a spot where you can grab a piece of paper, please do. If you're not, just like hang with me and we can just imagine it in your head. So take a piece of paper and I want you to draw a line down the center of the piece of paper. And I want you to map out a timeline on the side. So maybe maybe school for you starts at 7 a.m. or you are to work at 10 a.m. 
or you get the kids up and that's at 6.30 in the morning. So I want you to put like that kind of like waking time on, you know, we have this line down the center of the page and at this top part of it, I want you to put 6.30 a.m. And then I want you to kind of go forward and put like your approximate bedtime. And then I want you to kind of map out a couple times of day. So maybe you have 6.30 in the morning is a relevant time and it's wake up, you know, get kids ready. 9 a.m., um, you know, be at work uh, first meeting. And that's another significant time. Maybe you have a lunch on there around 1230 to two o'clock or maybe pick kids up from school at 3 p.m. Dinner with family at seven, eight o'clock, whatever. And you're in bed by 11. So, you know, think about like what your timing would be. And then I want you to think about like when you are devoting the most of your energy. So for the example I just walked through, This person is devoting energy at 6.30 a.m., at 9 a.m., at noon, at 3, at 6 to 7, 8 p.m. Like they're, they're doing stuff all day long. But if you think about it, like as you've been awake throughout the day, your body has been using the energy that it has. And so it's helpful if you're giving it consistent energy. So again, this is relevant when we think about eating at night. So let me give you another example here. So I was talking to a client the other day and right now she has a young child and this child goes to bed at 8 p.m. and she has very large, significant snack at 8 p.m. And she was feeling unsettled about this, um, you know, and just wondering if it's bad. Um, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm eating so much at night, blah, blah, blah. But when we looked at it, it's like she's in a phase of life right now where when she is with her child throughout the day, you know, let me have some food off of your plate, or she's managing, you know, attending to her child and they're eating. And so she might be just like nibbling or eating really quickly, or, you know, maybe not sitting down to, you know, fully prepare lunch. So for her, when we drew that timeline and she saw like, okay, 8 p.m. is really when I have time to myself and I can really sit down and enjoy a snack. And it's a significant portion of her intake for the day. Like, so what? Good. Okay. You know, and night eating is not an issue. But if she was finding that she could barely get through her day, she was, you know, feeling like she wanted to take a nap after lunch. Um, it was hard for her to get going in the morning and she was eating a lot at night, then maybe we might want to redistribute some of that. Or maybe, you know, you're somebody who's like not when you work out in the afternoon, like you don't get a lot of, you know, you don't feel like you're getting enough fuel or sustenance. So just think about what matters to you. So it could be that you take a look at that timeline and it makes sense for you to be eating at night and that's fine. And, you know, your body will store that and, you know, pull from it the next day. Um, But maybe, maybe you find that, you see some opportunities that show you that you could use some of that energy earlier on in the day. And it makes sense to, you know, be more proactive about having some more food throughout the day in a meal or a snack or both. So that is kind of my take on eating at night, but also considering all those things that I brought up with feeling hungry all the time. Please also consider that, but then just frame that at night. And so I hope that helps because like I said, night eating it can be, you know, night eating syndrome. It can be a a medical condition and it's something worth, you know, looking into. It's not like I've never, uh, you know, I dealt with that before. Um, But 
also, um, you know, if I've had clients that are waking up at night and, and it's sometimes it's because they're hungry or their anxiety is really high about what they ate that day. And that just speaks to the severity of what you're dealing with, um, whether that's an eating disorder or disorder eating or um, stress about food or, or anxiety that you might be experiencing in life. So um, just sending you a lot of support, you know, that would be um, quite a lot to to wake you up um, in the middle of night. So those are some of the things that as a dietitian, I tend to see in my work with clients. And I hope that it helps you to hear this and to think it through. And I hope that you enjoyed the style of Ask Me Anything episode. Again, please don't hesitate to DM me and happy to answer any questions you have on future episodes because chances are someone else has that question as well. So until next time, and like I said, I will have some guest interviews for you coming up, but um, really appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. It means a lot. I will talk to you then. Take care. Thanks to you for listening. Find me on Instagram at Align Nutrition. Let me know if you like this or if you have other topics or ideas for the podcast. I love hearing from you. If you've gotten something out of this, help us reach more people who need this message by subscribing in your podcast app. A nice rating and review also helps us reach more people and is so appreciated. I hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time.